What's up? It's your boy 911. You tuned in to ABG Podcast. As always, man, you know how we do it. Let's get to it. Got a special guest in here with me today, man. I got um, Wes Mini Hats, uh, entrepreneur, mentor, um, preacher, um, uh, all kind of things, man. I got Mr. Derek Gay in here with me, man. How you doing, man? What's going on with you? Man, I'm great, man. I'm glad to be on the show, man. I've been been waiting for this opportunity. I heard a lot about your show, man, and, and called a couple podcasts, so... I'm excited to be a part of it. Yes, indeed, man. We uh, we brought Derek in, man. We want to talk talk about business a little bit today, man. This dude has a great business mind, man. Ever since I known him, man, that's been one of the things that attracted me to him, man. Was just sitting down talking business with him, man. So, um, just coming from uh Florida, man, like um being in the DFW area, man. What, what type of opportunities you seeing out here? What what type of stuff you getting into? Man, listen, the opportunities out here are limitless. Um, DFW right now is a hotbed for, um, I would call them migrants. Um, yeah, transitioning yeah. and transferring into this area. You got people moving in here by the day. Dallas, the Dallas metro area is considered uh, one of the best places to move right now. So uh, I know for a long time, Atlanta uh, was considered like a hotbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, DFW is shortly becoming uh like that you know now atlanta is at five million plus so yeah uh dfw i promise you it won't be long because once they see the opportunity and they see the type of people and the caliber of people that you have here mm-hmm. they come gotcha gotcha so as far as um like when you got down here i know you do the barbering thing too like the business landscape what type of opportunities do you see for like the black youth or the black women or just the growth and like where we could get in and get in the arena and just open our wings and you know make some profitable moves out here well um since you mentioned barbering i'll start there uh first of all um there is something that's happened in our community where uh there aren't many black barbershops and i'm seeing it happen Mm -hmm. across the country a lot of the black barbershops are becoming obsolete and the reason why is because um people don't think that you can make money (laughs) being a barber uh how wrong they are for Um, real because the landscape of barbering is shifting and people are just not behind the chair anymore you have social media so Mm -hmm. people are becoming influencers behind the barber chair right and so even though their passion might be cutting hair uh, because in order in order for you to be a good barber, you have to be a conversationalist, mm-hmm. and so they take that that gift, that art, and they basically take that to social media, and they become influencers, or they become brand ambassadors, or uh, whatever they decide that they want to do, or whatever niche that they identify, mm-hmm. and they become one some of the best at it. Uh, some of, some of the people that I know right now, they have their own clippers. Uh, yeah. Some of you use their clippers. You don't even know. Uh, they're, they're under uh, 35 years old. You're using yeah. their clippers. And so, That's uh, I mean, the, the, the opportunities in that particular game is huge. And especially in Texas, because Texas has basically reduced the number of hours mm-hmm. that you have to complete in order to become a barber. It's a thousand hours here. Gotcha. I don't think that exists anywhere else. Uh, I think it's 1,500 where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be 18. But 1,500 where I'm from, and I know in in Georgia, I think it's 1,500. So other places that I'm familiar with, it's usually 
closer to the 2000 mark. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, in, in Texas, they're allowing you to complete it at 1000. You you take a test and you, you pass the written exam and you're ready to go. And you can you can finish that in no time. I, some some schools offer online classes now. I mean, mm. I mean, it's, it's it's major major opportunities in this game, and young kid, young kid. I'm talking about 18 years old. I know a couple mm-hmm. personally that that yeah. live here. However, they're Latino. They just mm-hmm. saw the opportunity and they said, you know what? I'm gonna jump on this. I don't want to work for anybody. Mm-hmm. And they said, I'm jumping on it right now. Gotcha. And uh, young young man that I know, Ben, Ben probably is making somewhere around two a week. Mm. You know what I mean? 18 years old. So. Uh, it just depends on you know what you want to do and 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 how you how you view yourself in light of the situation. Yeah. But, but the opportunities are there. Trust me. That's hey, and that's a fact. Cause I uh, you know I kind of ran it with you offline before. I have multiple family members in the barber game and uh, know a couple of celebrity barbers out here. So I know like right now it's big business. It's not like going back in the day. You know we were sitting in. The, Barber chairs as five, a youngster, yeah, five to nine, nah, man. These six figure barbers now, <laughs> for real. Six figure barbers, six. and people are getting mad uh, at the fact that you know the barber industry is changing so much, and so mm-hmm. their haircuts are going up. Yeah, it's not necessarily that people are charging so much now; it's that the like barbers have been suppressed for so long mm-hmm. that finally now the industry is basically kind of catching up. Yeah. And so that's why you see guys that are charging $40, $50, $60 now. Yeah. Uh, up, I mean, some guys are charging $100, $200 a haircut. Sure, right. So it just kind of depends on the clientele and the, and the and people that you're serving. Yeah. But your skill set um, uh, and, and your ability to leverage who you are determines where you're going to fall. It's not even, you don't have to be the best barber mm-hmm. to do a $200 haircut. Mm-hmm. You just have to be able to create an experience that warrants $200 a haircut. Exactly. And that's the difference yeah. that, that yeah. people are understanding now versus being behind a chair, you going in there and you cutting 20 heads a day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're making, making your money, but you're killing yourself. Exactly. As opposed to going in, having you maybe seven or eight quality clients, mm-hmm. you charge them 40 or 50 bucks a head. You get out of there, you go home, see your family, enjoy your son's football game, enjoy your daughter chilling, gymnastics or whatever she does, track, whatever, and then be able to, you know, whisper a couple of words in your wife's head at night. You know what I mean? So <laughs> exactly. that's, that's what it's about. Yeah, the that's game what it's about. changed. It's the definitely game changing. Changed. We, we value our time more now. Exactly. And um, I know you brought up a good point earlier in the interview about, um, you know, it's just not standing behind the chair anymore. It's, um, they're social media influencers and you know they have platforms and stuff of that nature and i know you've done mentorship and you've done uh, motivational speaking um so how do you kind of tie all that in with like you say not just being behind the barber chair but um getting a message out and just spreading positivity throughout the clients and looking for that targeted clientele that you um that you deal with you know honestly um i i used to um like be afraid of you know being like what they call a jack of all trades and yeah. a master of none. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, uh, and, and you gotta forgive me, I, I believe in God. So if if somebody doesn't, I can't help that. I do. So, exactly. Uh, but God has gifted me with, um, you know, several things. All right. So mm-hmm. um, what I learned is is that whatever He's gifted me in uh, is something that He actually wants to use. And so who am I? To limit him as to how he actually uses me. 
So in terms of Big uh, speaking to people or motivating people or influencing people, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, I began to really uh, tap into that particular space or that area, um, obviously when I became a pastor, right? mm-hmm. but um, a lot more so uh, within the past, I would say uh, five to six years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 2015 is when I really started really digging deep. Uh, I was after I was walking through the process of a divorce and I had to dig deep and find out who I really was in gotcha. that moment. And so um, what I've what I've been able to do is I've been able to unearth, um, you know, a, a, a new version of myself. And in doing that, um, that's what's been a blessing to people. So uh, gotcha. all of my experiences are everything that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm unfiltered. I don't make I don't apologize for anything that I've gone through because everything that I've gone through uh, is the sum total of what you see and who I am right now. So. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm an unfiltered guy. Anything that I can I can use from my experiences to help somebody else, that's what I do. Exactly. And so in, in doing that, that's what uh, really allows me or enables me to be able to impact uh, people's lives in the way that I do. Gotcha. So. And just so y'all, um, y'all really focus on that point he just said, man, um, God don't look for perfect people. So no matter where you're at in life, no matter what's your social status, no matter what's your economic status, you can always make that 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 conscious decision to say, hey, it's time to elevate. It's time to do better. It's time to make a turn. You know, it's time to leave that crowd that's not helping me, that's only hindering me doing uh, with what my inline goal is. So that's a major key I want y'all to take away from that statement, man. We There's no perfect people walking the earth. So don't think you got to get yourself together to get right. So, uh always constant evolution man with uh with anything in life in order to get better so um what a trick attracted you i know you said earlier you know the, the the business market is booming out here but what attracted you to this particular area that said man i'm gonna go plant my flag in in dallas make that my new home well i i had lived in uh austin mm-hmm. uh back in the early 2000s uh i was young young kid Come moving out to Dallas, moving out to Texas for the first time. Yeah, uh, built the house. I was married at the time, had no kids. Yeah, uh, so everything was, you know, everything was 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 really on the up and up. And my experience in Austin uh, was um, was such that I said to myself after I left, "Why in the world did I leave?" Yeah, and and so uh, I knew that if I could do well in Austin then I could certainly do well in Dallas. Gotcha. And so gotcha. Dallas had been on my radar for several years. The main reason why I really didn't come here, uh, especially right after uh, walking through separation slash divorce, was because of my son. Gotcha. And so uh, once my son kind of gave me the green light mm-hmm. and was like, Dad, I'm cool, Yeah. Uh, I basically went ahead and made the decision and, uh, and came out here. And so... Uh, uh, man, I'm 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 excited about this opportunity, and I think that Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Metro is just I'm talking about an area that people, if you get here, man, I'm telling you, you will not regret it. I have not heard one person, <laughs> one person since I've been here or that I've come into contact with that has said they're doing worse than they were <laughs> when they, when they hey, came here. I'm telling, you, I have and- not heard it. And I'm laughing because y'all know I'm a Louisiana native too, so we both aliens to this part. But man, the money is what really attracted us out here. Yep. And it's not, it's not 
opportunities or stuff that you have to sell your soul for to say it's a big city because I mean if you're the type of person that's looking for that yeah of course that life is out there being that it's a big city and it's growing you have those type of um scenarios going on but it's a lot of legitimate ways to get money out here that's from all different directions like one of the other things he touched on is being a people person if you just if you network and you're in certain spaces or certain uh, arenas out here man you can network and pretty much maneuver your way through the city and make some moves that you didn't even think possible mm-hmm. so that that's a major key is what he said about the dallas area growing like it, it, it's a lot of opportunity out here Definitely. and um i don't want y'all to think i'm gonna let him out of here man without uh talking about some sports man this guy here is uh <laughs> former college athlete so uh, i want him to uh kind of tell me give me some hope or some uh hey i need to you know keep my stuff in the closet let it dust up a little bit more give me some hope or tell me what you see about my cowboys now you you're in the dallas area nah, my football nah, season nah. ain't here yet but what you see about my cowboys nah, i'm gonna be I'm, I'm i'm gonna be completely honest with you uh 9-11 here's the thing so i i loved the cowboys for a long time and so let me let me get some new information today. So, so let me explain to you. Let me explain to you why I have a love hate relationship with the Cowboys. Let me hear. So being a former athlete, uh, I understood, uh, particularly after uh, college and going through the process of, um, you know, trying to be drafted and all of that stuff. Gotcha. Uh, I understood what football actually was at that point. Gotcha. And when I saw the stance that uh, Jerry Jones took on the whole Kaepernick thing, the kneeling thing, uh, it rubbed me in a different place. I got you. Because uh, I have a son Mm -hmm. who um, is very aware and understands what's going on in this culture. Sure. And he understands that he's connected to the culture. Mm -hmm. And so when my son at eight years old decided on his own without mm-hmm. any coercing or anything like that from mm-hmm. me or his mom when he decided that he wanted to kneel in school and his teacher engaged him in a way that made me write a letter um, that was not at all uh, endorsing any of the things that she mentioned about Gosh. my son mm-hmm. uh, and that I let her know that she would have a problem on her hands if she bothered him Yeah, and so um Needless to say, she left. She left him alone. But that created the love hate relationship. So the thing, it's kind of like I watch the game and I'm mm. wanting them to win. Yeah. But I don't like that dude. I don't want that I dude feel. to win. So, I feel. but so so secretly down deep inside, I some want breaking him, news. Here, I want him, I want them to win. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you ask me, uh, obviously, uh, Tyron Smith is coming back this year. One of the best tackles in the game. Uh, physically, just uh, a physically imposing guy. Uh, I think he could be the anchor of that line mm-hmm. and, and lead them into a place. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Ezekiel Elliott. I'm looking at his workout videos. I'm, I'm, I see a different look in his eyes. He kind of looks like that guy Man. that came out of Ohio State. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching his movements, the way he's moving through drills. Fluid. He is not the Ezekiel Elliott of the mm, past mm, two years. He looks mm, completely mm. different. He's trimmer. Yep. Um, he, he he looks more fit. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I think I think um, he's he's set up for a big year, barring any injuries. Uh, if we want to talk about uh, the receiving core, I think we we already know uh, what the receiving core can do. 
Uh, we already know what Dak can do. We don't. We don't know what he can do. You know, post injury. Gotcha. However, uh, we know what Dak is, mm-hmm. and so uh, and, and all he's been was one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league for since he came into the league. Really, uh, and and there's no arguing against that. Thanks. And before he got injured, um, I would argue he probably was top five, uh, to be honest. And so um, the the problem uh, that I have with the Cowboys is defensively and they address Man. they address that in the draft so we're going to have to see how these pieces um, that they picked up in the draft and how uh, the, the, these other pieces are going to come together hopefully uh, where they're able to you know put some things together and we're able to see uh, how the defense gels but in terms of offensively uh, I, I, don't, I don't I think they can be a top five offense I like the sound of that. So, uh, defensively, we'll see. Yeah, hey, that's that's definitely we'll questions. See. It was, I feel like I could have got a hundred yards on them last year. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm on, my, I'm on my uh, past my forty. So for me to feel like that, that was that was bad news as a fan. I feel like I can walk out the stands and put up a hundred plus on you, but that's a story for another day. So, bottom line, what what you think our record could be? Give me a number. I say that y'all win the East. Okay. Take that. Um, You win the East, and I'll say, I'll say ten and six. Ten and six. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm gonna leave that right there with the Cowboys. Then, so now, before we uh wrap up, we got to talk a little bit about basketball. You know, we running in there every day about this. So, what you see? Overall, I look at the playoffs right now. What you see? Uh, um. Well, you know, I'm a, you know, you know. First of all, I'm a Bron guy. I know that. So, uh, uh, you know, will he have goggles tied, on at the end of the year? It's, it's, it's tied up. It's tied up right now. <laughs> it's tied up. Yeah. Uh, but here's what I here's what I honestly feel. I honestly feel like, um, barring any type of um, injuries or anything happening, that's like completely absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, I, I I'd like I tell you what I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. How about that? Tell me that. I'll I'd like that. to see the Lakers and those other guys from New York. Other guys? We ain't gonna give a name. Well, I have to get. I have to say the other guys because they're technically not a New not York. New team. York, team. right? Okay. The Knicks are the New York team. Got you. That's right? a story franchise. That's a story franchise. Got you. The other guys from New York. It's just the other Katie, you know, from Kyrie, they, they, the, the other guys. Best, the other guys. Okay. You know, I like I like to see what that what that matchup looks like. Okay, so being that you said that, then, like you said, barring injuries, both teams full staff, healthy, going into that series, who putting on goggles and getting champagne on? I'm taking Braun. You taking Braun? I'm taking, taking Braun. No hesitation. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I got to hear this. Let me tell you why. I'm taking Braun. Because when he walks on the court, mm-hmm. fear, <laughs> fear is imposed King on James KD and the guy that has to handle the ball. Because he knows yeah. that without Braun, he yeah. doesn't have a championship right now. Hey, that, that's fact. KD knows that if he hadn't went to Golden State, he doesn't have a championship right now. And the reason he doesn't is because of that guy. 
Hey. So what I'm hearing from this right now, year what is it, 18? Year 18, I think. Year 18. So year 18, King James still the best in the league. I'm I'm going to still I'm going to still say that pound for pound, he's still the best in the world at what he does. And you know what, folks? I have to agree. Y'all know, you know, I'm I'm Jordan nowadays, and we have a lot of battles, Jordan James, and but it's this generation right here, their goat, the championships. Go through LeBron. Whether he wins or lose him, I'm not no here to question. you know put a damp on his record. But no whether question. he wins or lose, you have to see that man. He is the gatekeeper right now of the NBA championships and titles. So I can't do nothing but agree with that man. Uh, and notice I only mentioned KD and Kyrie. That was because Harden is gonna choke. Wow. He's a playoff choke. Wow. So so with that being said, any Brooklyn wow. fans. I'm I, listen. Wow. I, I ain't. I, I, I'm a fire. Yeah. So any smoke you got, <laughs> I'll take it. You ready for I'll it? I'll take it. I'm a fire. Let's do it. Hey, well, before we leave out of here, if y'all want to send that firestorm and let them know, hey, drop some of your handles, man. Let them know where they can find you at to catch up with you and kind of keep eyes on what you're doing and see what you got going. Hey, listen, um, you can you can hit you can find me on uh, IG at the real Derek Gay. Uh, the real Derek Gay on IG. Uh, if you're looking for me on Instagram, it's Derek C. Gay. My dad had me and my dad have the same handle. He's no longer here anymore, but I won't change it for that reason. So uh, Derek C. Gay, and you'll be able to hit me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm, I'm on Twitter. My handle is uh, Derek Gay on, on Twitter. So. Uh, you can find me. I, I, I ain't hard to find. In any smoke that you got, like I said, bring it. And just to give y'all a fair warning, man, this ain't no small guy. <laughs> so, that's why he, he invites the smoke, man. We're talking to a former lineman, man, an yeah. NFL prospect. So, uh, man, I thought to thank you for taking the time to sit down. I, uh, take a little moment out your day to sit down and talk with me, man. My handle on uh, IG is AVG underscore podcast underscore nine underscore 11, man. As always, man, accomplish your visualized goals, man, to stay focused. 9-11, go on.